Wake Up World. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. I'm here at the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, which is also the home of 102.9 and 750, the game sports radio station. Got my boy Rodney back in here. What's going on, Rod? What's going on, Pounce? How you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. Just uh, coming back from my 4th of July hangover right now. And, uh, yeah, a long one. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I had a decent weekend. I, I went out to Los Angeles over the weekend and... I had a little bit of fun out there, but I got back Sunday, so I'm I'm past it. On the 4th of July, I didn't really do too much, so that was kind of just, you know, a laid-back, chill situation, but I'm back. I mean, I had to come back Sunday from L.A. because we had a radio show to do Monday, and then we had Tuesday off, which was kind of weird. I wish we could have just had the three-day weekend instead yeah, of— Yeah, yeah, that would have been a lot better. Yeah, instead of having to just come in on— uh, Well, I come, worked on 4th of July, so— Yeah, I—, I, I didn't work on fourth of july actually yeah, like i said we had tuesday off i had monday on but mon- like i said monday was just kind of a weird day then it made yesterday wednesday it made it seem like monday all over again yeah by having that tuesday off so it's just been a off week due to the holiday being in the somewhat middle of the week but it is what it is but you know we back here to work man we back here to work we in here and it's been a lot going on man over this past weekend we had all this free agency news we haven't been able to well it just happened over the weekend so that's yeah. why but we haven't been able to really sit down and dig into this free agency stuff man what's your thoughts on it, it it's crazy i mean and all these teams are scrambling and it's chaos because the warriors Everybody wants to catch up with the Warriors, not even the Cavaliers. It, it's the Warriors. And so, um, you know, we got Jimmy Butler going to the Timberwolves. We got Paul George going to OKC. We got Millsap going to the Nuggets. It's a lot going on. We got Gordon Hayward to the Celtics, which that deal is not all the way complete. It's right, still, they have right. to get rid of somebody on the Celtics between Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, right. But, I mean, it's, I like it. It's very interesting. I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. Yeah, it should be a fun one, man. I mean, I I agree with you that everybody's chasing the Warriors. I've actually been talking a lot about this on the radio show, on, you know, our Justin and Devon show, 9 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday on 102.90 Game, for those of y'all that don't know. But we've been talking about it a lot, especially from a Blazer perspective, uh, because we're here in the Portland market. But here we could talk about it from more of an NBA perspective because we're here on the podcast right now. And, yeah, while most teams are chasing the Warriors, I think some teams really did level up, though. Uh, I, I would have to say that Minnesota is looking the most intriguing to me. Definitely. Uh, they made trades, but they getting Jimmy Butler over there, and now they got Jeff Teague over Jeff there. Teague. That that was a major deal because Jeff Teague is still a veteran point guard. He, he He's played in – in many playoff runs with Atlanta. We just saw him this past season with Indiana. And you got guys around him that's gonna allow him to strictly be a point guard. Right. And you're not, you know, he's he was at one point in time in his career, he was playing more of a role of trying to be a scoring point guard. And that's that's not his role. That's not his role, especially in this league where we got point guards like Russell Westbrook and Steph, Steph and Kyrie and Isaiah John Thomas, John Wall, you name it. He's not in that category of scoring point guards. So for him to be playing on these playoff teams and people expected him pretty much to score the rock all day long it just really wasn't the smart I mean it really wasn't going to put you over the top but now you got a guy who knows how to score as a point guard but can actually play that distributing role so 
I think they leveled up the most. I think Minnesota is going to be a scary team. Carl Anthony Towns is top two or three center in the league. I'll agree with that. You got uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, one of the top two-way players. We got Wiggins, who has that potential. He did really good last year. And they also even got better on the bench. They added Taj Gibson to yep, the Yeah, they did. And, so, uh, and then they got Tom Thibodeau, which is always, you know, a very good coach. Yeah, he's solid. He's a solid so coach. So Minnesota definitely leveled up. I expect them to be in that race for the two through five seed. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would probably say I probably get three at three tops. Right. Yeah. I would say three tops, but yeah, three to five. I think I had them sitting at five because like I said we did a prediction on the show when we like ranked all the teams in the West after this past weekend, and I would probably have them sitting right around five because I think. Russ and Paul George coming together is going to make some noise, man. I think they're oh, going to yeah. end up getting that four spot. I think they're really going to lock and that four if spot they up. they really click the way they need to, they could uh, sneak up to the two seed possibly. But I'm, I agree no, with they're you. Not going, they're not getting no two seed. They can, they can get there. No. They can get there. Not over San Antonio and not over Houston. Well, I'm just saying this. Houston definitely, they improve with, with Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. San Antonio... They're always going to be good. Don't get me wrong. They're always going to be a two seed. They're always going to be a three seed. Never. Yeah, you're right. I, they're not. They're not. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. You got to think about it. Paul George ain't even as good as KD. Right. He's not. And so then, it's like you you upgraded for sure after losing KD. You definitely upgraded and moved yourself up a couple slots because I want to say this year they came in at number six, six in the West. It was a six. Seed. So yeah, I, I I'll give them I'll give them two spots with uh, Paul George there. But Houston, as we said, got better getting Chris Paul. They already had a solid team over there. Yeah, Harden, we know how good Harden is. So you got Houston, who's gotten better. San Antonio. I'm a believer in them until I can no longer be one, and they have not given me a I mean, reason yet. 20, 21, 22 years in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean, you got Greg Popovich, you got Kawhi, you got you still got Aldridge, although he expressed wanting to leave from over there. But while he's there, they'll they'll be able to make it work. Yeah, and they do have some young pieces that are, that are still good. Yeah, like Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Simmons, uh, Kyle Anderson. Yep, I think they just signed uh, the point guard. My man's from St. Mary's, uh, Patty Mills. Patty Mills. They just Patty signed Mills. Patty oh, yeah, Mills. Yeah, they got Patty Mills back. Yeah, they just signed Patty. So, I mean, they, they'll still be right there. The Warriors me, is obvious number this, one. Though. Warriors are still, like, yeah, they, they, they still make power moves in this free agency, which they didn't add a lot, but, you know, they got everybody back. Yeah. They still, well, working, still on waiting on JaVale. Yeah, right, right. They, they're still working on him, but he said he's pretty much staying with the Warriors. And then they added Swaggy P, Nick Young. Yeah, they did. Which was a very big pickup because he, he can go off for 30 any any time, you know. And yeah, he's coming yeah. into a system where it's made for him. Yeah, it's his type of system, a run-and-gun, three-point shooting team, and that's what Swaggy does. And and Swaggy actually plays defense. Yeah, yeah. Like, people, just because he's a shooter, like, Swaggy, he's just a crazy dude. He's just socially out there. Right, but as far right. as on the basketball court, like, he hasn't had this long of a career for no reason. Like, yeah. Swaggy's been in the league and been producing in the league for quite some time. So you had a guy that can shoot threes and play defense on a team that's known for shooting threes and playing defense. You can't complain. And even with that, like – I think they drafted pretty – I mean, get, 
the dude Bell. Oh yeah, Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell is a hog. I'm telling I'm you, Jordan Bell. Like we got to see a lot of him out here in Oregon in that Final Four run that they made, and he pretty much anchored that. Yeah. And so getting Bell over there, like they got guys who are like Bell is a hog. He's like, a Draymond type of player. Exactly. So you got a guy like Bell over there that's. Even if he doesn't end up playing this year, he's still gonna push guys in practice. He's gonna right. he's he's hard nosed. So now you just add more toughness to an already good tough team. So it's just they're gonna be a scary sight. And I'm really surprised. I mean, free agency isn't over. You know, the offseason is still here, but the Cavaliers look like they're stuck. It looks like they can't really make too many moves. The Cavaliers look like LeBron James is going to be out of there after next season. That's what yeah. they look like. They really don't, to be honest with you, like they really don't. They really honestly, truly at this point don't need to make any moves outside of the Eastern Conference because they are in the East. They don't need to make that many major moves. Right. The reality of it is – them and everybody else in the league is are not going to be better than the Warriors. They're not. So it's like you could sit here and say that all oh, the Cavaliers need to make a move. Well, you look at all the other moves, and majority of those moves came in the Western Conference. There's not a move yet that somebody could be like, "Ooh, the Warriors might struggle getting out the." Not like at all. people still don't even think the Warriors are going to struggle getting out the West after how they just loaded up over there in that conference. Because they won't. They won't. Yeah, they won't. And so it's like <laughs> it's like even in Cleveland, like what more can you ask for? You got LeBron, you got Kyrie, you got Kevin Love, you got shooters, you got you got bench, you you're a deep team, you got veterans, you got you got everything you need. And it's just that when it comes to the Warriors, even if they were to make a trade, you trade Kevin Love for they say Carmelo got his no trade clause out for only Cleveland and Houston. It still won't That's make a enough. difference. It's not, not enough. enough because for you to get somebody, even if they would have gotten Paul George, for you to get somebody, you're still going to have to at least give up Kevin Love. So, it, yeah, and still, you need to keep Kevin Love and add somebody. And add somebody, and exactly. You, and you can't do it. You can't, can't do, do it. it. it so, I mean, it's going to be tough for a lot of teams. But, yeah, I think that Minnesota is really good. I'm interested to see Denver with Paul Millsap. They I like were a that. team right I think on. They'll the, make the playoffs. This yeah, year. yeah, because they were right on the border last year. They, uh, Portland ended up going on that good run. What's your opinion on the Pelicans? I'm not a believer yet. Right, right. I'm just not a believer. I mean, I know they re-signed Holiday at the point guard, so that's who they're rocking with as their point guard. And I felt like. The two teams that Lowry, Kyle Lowry would have chose that I felt like would have made a significant impact were the Pelicans and also Minnesota. Once Jimmy Butler uh, had came over to Minnesota, I'm like, man, if they get Kyle Lowry, now they, they're in the talks. Yeah. <laughs> they're in some serious business. And Lowry ended up staying back with Toronto. Don't blame him because, as I said, with all that's going on with the ownership in Cleveland, and Dan Gilbert on his little power struggle over there like right, he is, yeah. not getting rid of the GM. They tried to bring Chauncey Billups in, low-balling him on his money, not really trying to pay Chauncey Billups to be the GM. Him and LeBron haven't always seen eye-to-eye anyway, and now it's just getting worse. It's getting worse I wouldn't worse. be surprised to see LeBron in a Laker uniform after next season, honestly. I Ooh. really wouldn't be surprised. That that magic effect with with magic because you got to think about it. The Thunder are going to be fun to watch for this year and this year only. Paul right. George is gone. 
Gone. He's not going to stay in Oklahoma City just because it's him and Russ over so, there. So what Russ keeps, might be gone, too. They might both go to L.A. for crying out loud. That would, like, be, that would be nice. Get them to L.A. and you get LeBron over there, and now you're talking business. Oh, you, if you get Westbrook, Paul George, and LeBron over there. But even if you get two of those three over there, you're still talking yeah. pretty decent talk. But if you get... Now, let's say you get LeBron and George over there. You get LeBron and Paul George, Still, and you got Lonzo Ball at the— Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's, it's a problem. He already got a house in L.A. Like, it is not saying that he couldn't get a house anywhere else. He wanted to get one, but he chose L.A. to get a house just like any other superstar yeah. would choose L.A. to superstar, buy a house. Superstar, every celebrity. It's a, exactly. They have a house in L.A. In LA so, and they live there and be playing there. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And like I said, I just don't I, – I, I would not be the least bit surprised to see him leave because he's not going to win another championship. Not, on, not Cleveland. on Cleveland. He's not going to win a championship. And, yeah, and that's why going back to the point that I was making about Lowry, though, that's why I think Lowry was smart for staying back in Toronto because if, if LeBron leaves, now the door is wide open for Boston, right? Toronto, the Wizards. Now mm-hmm. it's now, – now it's – looking a bit more reasonable to come out of the Eastern Conference and at least get a shot to play for a ring. The last eight years, nobody's had a chance to play for a ring because LeBron's made it to the finals. Dominating. So if he leaves, that all change, that all changes just like that. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. But yeah, but other than that, I'm just happy to see these guys making that money. Yeah, yeah, they making that money. They making that money. I mean, I'm not mad at them, and it's like – like, I'm never going to hate on a man making money, especially in a predominantly black sport like basketball in the NBA. Seeing these young brothers' life change, I mean, we know guys, we've grown up with guys who play professional sports, and we've gotten to see their lifestyle change from literally growing up with growing them as up. kids to now playing professional sports and just seeing their lives change coming from the type of environments that most of them may come from and things of that sort and and and, and dealing with all the stereotypes that young African-American male deal with and actually surpassing all that and becoming successful and living out a childhood dream of pretty much everybody. It's beautiful. <laughs> Regardless of race, that's being able to play professional ball is a childhood dream of a lot of people, a lot of men especially because sports is, you know, and that's no knock to women at all, but, you know, men – we 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 dominate the field and we dominate the industry. I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing because I enjoy women being able to play sports and I enjoy I, I'm an advocate for women in sports. I'm an Definitely, advocate for yeah. women in sports media and all that. But as a man, it, the reality of it is, unfortunately, men dominate sports right now. So they're living dreams of just about every man in the world yeah everybody like. wants to play pro and and so it's just interesting to see man seeing these guys life change i'm happy for it but it, it brings me to another point that was pretty interesting because lebron james tweeted out um that the nba shouldn't have a salary cap and i'm actually let me get this right here i'm actually the actual, the actual read the tweet, tweet. so yeah. so LeBron was responding to a tweet about Stephen Curry. And basically, after Steph Curry got that super max deal, LeBron talked about the salary cap. And let me get that. I got the tweet in here. Some, oh, no, not that. Oh, man. 
Anywho, LeBron, he was tweeting about, so basically, Steph Curry signed a five-year, $201 million deal, as we all know. And after that, they were talking about the value. There, Somebody was tweeting about the value of the Golden State Warriors since Steph Curry's pretty much been shining. Skyrocketed. And it's just the value of that team has just absolutely skyrocketed. And LeBron basically said, oh, he got 200 mil. He should have got 400 mil and that it shouldn't be a salary cap in the NBA. And it was pretty interesting because a lot of people. Oh, so I got the tweet here. So it says, so tell me again why there's a cap on how much a player should get. Don't answer that. Steph should be getting 400 M this summer for five years. And so that was his response to a tweet about the increase in value of the Golden State Warriors organization. And it was pretty interesting because I've been hearing a lot of people out there saying that, oh, LeBron is saying that because he would be the one to value the most from the NBA not having a salary cap because he's the best player in the world. He's the most powerful player in the NBA. as, as He's been that for the last decade at least. And people think that he was being selfish. By saying that, I totally disagree. I'm with you on that, too. I, I, I totally disagree because LeBron James has done, he has been so outspoken and not only just outspoken, but he's also taken a lot of action when it comes to social issues, helping out inner city communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at even what he did for Cleveland. Do I think that it was kind of a week out going to Miami? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I respected his move and decision by going to Miami. But in all actuality, he came back home. He said he was going to get them a ring in Cleveland, and he did just that. Right. And so with a guy like LeBron and all that he does for inner city communities, all that he stands for when it comes to social issues, I understand that he is not a selfish player. He's not doing this for his own benefit. Not at all. What I feel like he's doing is is he's pushing an agenda. If you look at a sport like baseball, which we all know is a majority white sport, baseball does not have a salary cap. Not only that, LeBron James is also the vice uh, president of the NBA Players Association. So he he's a huge voice when it comes to – NBA players in this league and he knows that his value in the NBA may be a lot but he knows that I now have a lot of power to where I need to speak out and and help out my guys that surround me and help these other players out that surround me for me to be able to get my worth and I totally respect that I I definitely agree with with what he said too because a lot of these players like LeBron's and, and you know Steph Curry really because he changed the entire league when he came up and the Warriors were coming up, it changed the entire league, and it still is. And I feel like the way they're generating money for the NBA and all the money that they're making, that these players that are generating this money deserve to get paid. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, you look at it. You look at it. You got a guy like LeBron James, for example. He's, uh, he's the face of the Cleveland Cavaliers, more so even the face of the NBA. Face of the NBA. And then you just take him and Dan Gilbert. So Dan Gilbert is the owner of the Cavaliers, and he's making – he's a billion-dollar man. A billion-dollar man. If you go ask anybody outside in the street who Dan Gilbert is in comparison to who LeBron James is, nobody's going to know who Dan Gilbert is. Nobody. And 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 I've heard you know some people even take on the mentality. It's like, well, 
Yeah, because LeBron James is a basketball player and he's a star basketball player. Yeah, that's true. But it's like LeBron is the face of that fan tra- franchise. And some people will say, well, yeah, he's the face of the franchise. But if it wasn't for Dan Gilbert owning that team, LeBron wouldn't even be able to play ball. That is a slave mentality. Slave mentality. <laughs> that's a straight up slave mentality for somebody to think that LeBron is able to play because Dan Gilbert owns him and owns right. his team. That's just that's just not the right way of thinking. If LeBron is worth something, he's worth something. And I will say this, who needs more more like who needs each other more? And why I say that is, yes, Dan Gilbert will be a billionaire with or without LeBron. Indeed. But if you he won't make as much money as he did without LeBron. Yeah, and and he won't, and that's true. And I mean, and he would still be able to make a significant amount of money because with or without LeBron, the Cleveland Cavaliers would go on and he'll still be the owner of that team. But the reality of it is African-Americans in this country, in this nation, have been behind economically. The status economically has not favored African-Americans. And so you think about a guy like LeBron who feels like I'm out here working for Dan Gilbert, somebody who I barely like anyway, and who's they're actually having a power struggle right now. Because yeah. Dan Gilbert, like I said, he's fired the GM. He's lowballing Chauncey. He's not even consulting LeBron when making these decisions. Why? Because he feels like I'm the Dan, I'm Dan Gilbert and I'm the owner and what I say goes, which is all fine and dandy. But that doesn't mean LeBron has to agree or like it or even abide by it, right. which is why I think he'll be gone next year anyway. But LeBron James is is advocating for this predominantly black league where guys are getting paid and getting money and they're the face of these fr- franchises and they're boosting these franchises from however many millions to however many billions such as Steph Curry. They went from 400 million anchored, yeah, to 2.6 billion. To, exactly. So so that's what St- Steph Curry was by far the anchor of that since 2010. And let's not forget Steph Curry was underpaid because of his rookie contract but was underpaid his whole career. His whole career. So it's like so it's like and I don't think anybody's even arguing the fact that Steph Curry got paid. I think everybody's happy, honestly, yeah. that Steph. Anybody who argues that Steph Curry shouldn't have got paid. You just don't like yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah, you just don't like <laughs> Steph Curry or you don't like yourself because you sound crazy. But LeBron's argument was that, well, yeah, since 2010, look look at that increase monetarily that the Warriors have gotten. So why can't Steph just come be the guy over here? And why can't he negotiate for more than that? He should have the ability to be a, that doesn't negotiating for 400 million. Doesn't mean that that's actually going to happen, but capping him off at 200 million. You do know that you can't make any more than that. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's where the real problem is. So I agree 100% with LeBron. I'm all for the empowerment of these athletes that have worked hard all their lives. And they're playing a sport. And it's it's a sport and it's a career that's really and truly short-lived. Is I mean, basketball, any professional sport is short. You're not playing. You're a rare case if you're playing ball for 20 years. 
Red like, red. you know what I mean? If you're paying ball for 10 years, the, the average isn't even 10 years. The average is probably more four or five years for mm-hmm. a guy to play in the NBA. So you look at somebody like a Steph Curry or a LeBron James, guys who have had longer careers. Yeah, they're special players. They're rarities in the NBA. We've never seen a Steph Curry in the NBA before. Never. We've never seen a LeBron James in the NBA before, which means they're a minority when it comes to their skill level and the types of careers they're having. The average NBA player is only going to get four or five years tops, if that, and then he's done. And now what? What's next? Right. Exactly. And so it's crazy because it's like they'll get drafted. And, yeah, I mean, if I feel like I can make it to the NBA and not get this college degree, yeah, I'm going to choose to go to the NBA, too, and try to get this money and change the lives of my family. Now, let's say he has an injury or let's say things just don't pan out and he doesn't get paid. Now he's got to figure his life out and try to go back to school and do all and go through all type of hoops and loops and live like a regular citizen all over again. And so it's just a huge difference when it comes to that, man. So I, I respect LeBron's for LeBron's tweet. And like I said, if you compare it to a sport like baseball that is majority white, then baseball doesn't have a salary cap. And, and like a lot of people were bringing up. Well, if there's no salary cap in the NBA, then these big market teams is going to dominate the league and whoopty wop wop. First off, that already happened with yeah. the salary cap. That already happened. Right. But look at baseball. We we already seen that it already happens. It doesn't really matter. And it's like it not only does it not matter. It's going to pan out anyway because it's business. Just because just because Stephen Curry can negotiate a $400 million contract doesn't mean that that wouldn't hinder everybody else's contracts on the team. Right, it's yeah. all about negotiating and doing business, which is what I'm pretty sure these owners are fairly good at being at their billionaires from owning these different businesses and these fortune companies, these Fortune 500 companies. So mm-hmm. it's like if you think about it from that perspective – him saying Steph deserves to get four hundred million, or him saying that there should be no salary cap, doesn't mean that Steph actually has to get it because there's no salary cap. It just means that Steph should be able to negotiate that right. because there's right. no sa- that's not negotiable with the cap. Two hundred and one. That's they call it a. Su- I've never heard of a super, super max, max deal. <laughs> I, in my life, am I? I've heard super of max deal. I've heard of max deals, but I've never heard of a super max deal, and it got capped off at that two hundred and one million. I've never heard of it. You, you won't. You, that was the first time. And it's not like these guys are stingy because they're not getting because. You think Steph's mad at getting that Supermax deal? No. no. But that's not the point being made. You think LeBron's mad at the kind of money that he's making? Not at all. No. You think all these players that's getting these millions of dollars are mad, but it's like money can't be what shuts guys up. And that's yeah. what I think the problem is. A lot of people expect these athletes and these players to shut up because of money. If we continue to shut up because of the amount of money we make, then what's going to happen you're still going to have more money than I am, first and foremost. And now we're really not progressing as a society because if you want to uh, abuse your authority, all you have to do is give me a couple dollars and I'll be quiet. That's not that's not going to cut nah. it these days. You, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for fall anything. Fall for anything. So like I said, LeBron, shout out to you. Salute to you for that tweet, man. And 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% that these guys, they, they should be getting a pretty good coin, man. But the NBA, this is the funnest offseason I've seen in the NBA in a definitely, long time. Definitely. I mean, we've never seen so many different big-name players really switch teams. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, they're really – I mean, we talked <laughs> about it before. We said either they're going to sit here and be like, you know what, I'm going to just get paid and be competitive, or I'm going to go try to win and team up. Yeah, and it's starting to it's going to start getting like that more adapt, and more. Adapt, adapt or die, yeah. and and a lot of these guys are out here adapting. But you know what I think though, and and we talk about like I said, even on the radio show, we've talked about it because since our radio show is here in the Portland market, we try to bring everything back around to Portland. And Portland hasn't made any offseason moves because they paid guys last year. They um they. They really just were kind of stuck. They, they don't really have any trade pieces. T- yeah, any pieces and, like that. So they're, what they had to do was trade up in the draft to get Zach Collins at number 10. And so when we bring it back to Portland, it, people are like, like people think that on paper is what the result is actually going to be. It's not. A lot of these guys not. are going to have to learn how to play together, and that's easier said than done. Very. And the one that's interesting to me is it's two. Chris Paul and Harden, which I think is going to work. A lot of people say it's not. I think it's going to work. But it's going to be an adjustment because Chris Paul has never played with a guard or a wing as good as James Harden. Who needs the ball? And, yeah, and, and, and not even just that. It's like – I think they're going to work together as well. But where the problem could come in is who's the leader of that team now? Right, yeah. Because you got Harden who's carried this team and had an MVP, you know what I mean, caliber season this past year and almost averaged a triple-double, and he just had a crazy insane season this year, was a top three candidate to win an MVP. He's the leader. He's been the established leader on this team. Chris Paul is your alpha male. He's a point guard, first and foremost, so he's a floor general, but he's also an alpha male. So it's going to be interesting to see those dynamics, and it's not going to just happen for every team in the first 20 games. It may take an entire season. It it, it just might. We've seen it happen before. Oh, yeah. It may take an entire season. It's hard to find a team like what – it's hard to do what the Warriors did. Right. And and I would say they're so good that they were winning even when they was going through them growing pains. But it's a big difference from how they looked in the beginning, even in the middle, even towards the end of the season, and how they looked in the playoffs. Yeah, they, yeah, it, it was. It was a major difference. And they had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Still nobody even on paper matches up with them in the slightest bit, not including we. I'm not even getting to the bench that they have over there as right. well. Which, but, yeah, yeah, there are going to be teams that are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota might struggle. I don't think so. I think Minnesota is one of the better teams, but Minnesota may struggle. You got just the, the Thunder may the may Thunder struggle. may struggle. Which I know Westbrook played with a, a very good wing. I mean, like a three with Kevin Durant, so it's going to be a similar thing. But it's going to be different because Paul George has been the man for so long, and he's coming and do, over. And do you think Russ is gonna? Pipe his game down. I mean, him and KD already had problems because Russ was, you know what I mean? Russ was assertive. He was very assertive. And he and KD already had problems because of that. But now it's like, I don't think Russ is going to tone his game down in the slightest bit, especially knowing that Paul George ain't even going to stay there after next year anyway. 
Exactly. He's so, a one-year rental. So why, think, why should he change his game? You think Russ is going to change his game for a guy that he knows is a one-year rental? They're going to be in conversation all year long about Lakers. the Lakers. <laughs> They're both from L.A. Paul George already said, hey, yeah. when I'm a free agent, he already – that's why Indiana had to trade him anyway to try to get any value. Hey, I got one more year with y'all. Unless After we that, win I'm a going, championship, I'm out of I'm here. I'm going to L.A. And you're not winning a championship. And they're not winning a championship. So Indiana did what they had to do and traded them. But I think that they both might end up talking about going to L.A. because I don't think Russell's going to win a championship in Oklahoma City either. It was even a theory that the reason why he went there is because they said, look, let's get one year under our belt playing together and let's go to L.A. afterwards. And that'll be a scary sight. It will be. That'll be a scary sight. And I'm going to lie, I will be happy. I'm not a Los Angeles Lakers fan, but I do miss them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's, it's L.A. And, I mean, it's, it's a major market. Blake Griffin resigned, but I think the Clippers just fell by the wayside. Yeah. They tried to get a little life, but they lost. More Chris Paul, JJ. Jamal Crawford, J.J. Redick. They lost a lot of their I mean, key they guys. They lost their best three guards. Yeah. Really, their be- I mean, and arguably outside of Blake Griffin, arguably their best three scores, right? Because all three of those guys scored the ball better than DeAndre Jordan. So now we're missing two LA teams from the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not used to that. It's not. It's not normal. <laughs> I'm not used to not that. And that's not to say they may not. They're a wild card to me. The Clippers. Yeah, they can. They can still make it. I just think it's less likely. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. But anywho, man, that's what we got for y'all for this week's episode of Wake Up and Win. Shout out to Rob for coming back through. Hey, man, I appreciate coming on every single time. Indeed, indeed. So y'all stay tuned, and y'all know what I always leave y'all with, and that is to stay woke and go in.